and welcome to this week's episode of Midlife AF. Now, back at the end of last year, I got a previous client, uh, Amelia, who was a year, over a year alcohol-free, having been in Be The Lighthouse, and prior to that, having done the alcohol experiment with me, um, I hadn't brought her podcast out yet, but I thought it was a really good idea considering that she um, had been in the alcohol experiment and we hadn't released the podcast yet to get her to talk to you about what her experience was in the alcohol experiment, in Be The Lighthouse and working with me in the communities that I look after and manage. So I will hand you over without further ado to the wonderful Amelia Parkinson, who is an incredible human being, as you will hear, mum of a a beautiful son, a really, really interesting lady. So over to Amelia and I. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, Come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. I lovingly acknowledge the Boonarung people of the Kulon Nation as the custodians of Kurt Barok. I share my admiration for the Aboriginal culture. I witness the connection that they have for each other and the land and their community. As I swim in the waters and walk on the land, I feel the power of this place. I'm grateful for the Aboriginal people's amazing custodianship, the power, beauty, and the healing potential of this place. I wish to pay special respects to the elders of the Boonarong people. Their wisdom, guidance, and support are exceptional and felt well beyond the Aboriginal community. I honor that this is Aboriginal land and that it has never been ceded. I am committed to listening to the Aboriginal community and learning how I can be an active ally in their journey to justice. Thank you for joining after um, what I imagine is a very busy day at work. Yes, very busy. I'll just turn you up so I can hear you. There we go. Hi. Yay. Yay. Welcome. Um, Well, I was going to say, I wanted to bring Amelia on because Amelia has been working with me since August last year and is is celebrating today, right? I know. (laughs) Celebrating her 200 days alcohol-free. Yay! I don't even have my pom-poms because I'm not in my office. So these are my my hand pom-poms. Yay! That is amazing. Yes. Thank very, you. Very cool. Yes. And we, we didn't plan it like that. That was <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> that was a coincidence. Yes, um, it was. But amazing. And I asked Amelia on here because I guess we've known each other now since August. And it's been yeah. really interesting to watch all the different changes and all the different things that have happened to you over the last. 200 days. Yes. And, <laughs> and I wondered if you would be kind enough to share with um, people watching now and people watching in the podcast afterwards mm-hmm. or in a replay a little bit about yourself, maybe introduce yourself and tell us about you and a little bit about your story and how you came to be part of the Aussie Alcohol Experiment in August? Mm-hmm. So I am a single mum. Uh, I have an 11-year-old. I run my own 
business, but I'm sort of stepping away from that at the moment. And I work usually with women and I'm a doula and teach mm -hmm. hypnobirthing. And yes, I came across the alcohol experiment through Love Cuppa. Cuppa. The oh, one that, yes, yeah. um, that, that Sober Awkward run. So mm. I had been listening to their podcasts for a while mm. and, yes, found it. And I was probably drunk at the time when I was like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> I need to stop drinking. I, I had a period in 2019 where yeah. I stopped drinking. I just sort of set myself and did 100 days. Um, and I, I did... Sort of you know immerse myself in a lot of quit lit and yeah. podcasts and things like that but i did it myself so but then i did 171 days because i didn't really want to stop after the hundred yeah which was yeah just really interesting so uh but then i stopped that year in november because yeah. i was like oh there's no way you could ever I could do a sober Christmas or holidays yes. or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I'd done 171 days and that was the longest I'd done. Yeah, yeah, since I was pregnant yeah. probably. Well, definitely. Um, so that's when I must have, yeah, in July uh, last, last year, I just came across it and then signed up and did the 30, day, mm. 30 days. And then went on and joined your Lighthouse program mm. as well. Mm. And, yeah, it's been amazing. And now I've done 200 days. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I, what was, I was going to ask you, what was it like for you? What was, because it obviously, like so many of us, it sounds like you had a really kind of like, it, it's not a straightforward journey to, to, to becoming alcohol free. Mm. There's lots of stopping and starting and having a go. And like you say, something comes up and you're like, oh, I've got this belief about Christmas yeah. and that I can't do that alcohol-free and that's another, then that's something else that you have to work through and then you get on to the next bit. And so where were you immediately sort of before you decided to embark on the alcohol experiment? Where was your head around what you wanted to do and where were you, what was your motivation for joining? Uh my head was all over the shop. I was drinking <laughs> every night. Um, and I, oh, I was just so sick of it, you know, just so sick of that cycle of, you know, having a few drinks when you come home, waking up feeling really tired, being crabby and grumpy around my son. Um, and my motivation really was... I want to, you know, just be there more for my son. Yeah. Um, and also health-wise for myself, you know, I was just, you know, really unfit and unhealthy. Mm. And I've said this with the group before, you know, when you stop drinking, you know, if you're always sort of fighting a hangover or you're always feeling really tired, you just, I, you know, I, my favourite foods when I'm hungover is McDonald's. Yeah. and <laughs> burger rings and pizza shapes. So yeah. I would regularly just, you know, eat a pack of pizza shapes, either when I was drunk or hung over at, you know, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night, yeah. and then be up at six and just be, you know, you're just in a real never-ending cycle. And I think because I'd done it before, I was like, gosh, it's, you know, you did all those days, you could just do it. But I could never just get more than, you know, three or four days yeah. under my belt. Um, before then, I'd be, like, wanting to reward myself with a drink yeah. because I'd yeah. had three days off. So, so yeah, so that's where I was. And I had my birthday. So that was, you know, I got extra drunk because I knew I was joining your course. <laughs> Everyone does it, don't they? We, I, I do it too. <laughs> We always um, load up beforehand. Yes, right? yes. Um, so then I, yeah, and did it. And it was oh, definitely 
the best thing that I have done, you know, definitely. I can't believe this year, well, in this 12 months, I've been more sober than not. I've sort of been thinking about that today. So, yeah. Wow. I just, sorry, somebody just rang my front door, oh. front door, door doorbell. I'm like, oh, that's uh, strange. <laughs> Hopefully the children will deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's when, what do you reckon for you were the main beliefs that you had around alcohol? What were the reasons that you were drinking when you were drinking? What were your kind of main, the stories that you were telling yourself? Uh, so it's, re it's really interesting. And after looking at them, I can see, you know, I wouldn't really do anything unless I could have a drink. Yeah. Sort of, you know, um, so I drink when I was stressed, I drink when I was happy, I drink to celebrate, I drink when I was sad, uh, if I had a tough day at work, uh, anything and everything really um you know even with you know hanging out with friends it's like well i wasn't going to drive because you know i'll be drinking that's you right. know carols by candlelight becomes how much wine are we bringing that's um, right and i didn't excuse me a second amelia i've just got to get the door with, with um <laughs> It's a guy from Bob's book club at the front door. Yeah. What does he want? He just asked to follow on parents or him. No, just say no. No, okay. Yeah. Uh, or just say I am, but I'm working and I can't. Oh, okay. So take a message and... <laughs> Sorry. Like, I can see a guy dressed in the book club outfit. So Damien's part of this book club called the Tough Guys Book Club. And so oh. I can see he had his Tough Guys Book Club t-shirt on at the door. <laughs> So I know he means us no harm. He's, he's, he's not a scary guy. He's a, he's a bookish character. He'll be fine. Oh, excellent. <laughs> um, so, sorry, I missed a little bit of that. Could you, would you mind repeating that yes. for me, Amelia? You were so saying... Just around how everything that I did, you yeah. know, and with my son and friends, it was all based around drinking or you know can we have a drink and we're gonna yeah. you know have a picnic but we're bringing wine yes um and it wasn't really until I stopped properly now in this period that yeah I, I realized that like my whole sort of life and existence sort of revolved around yeah having a drink yeah 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 which is and really I, yeah interesting I think that would be really common for most people when they listen to you talking about your story because that was certainly true for me and the idea even of going to the cinema like I wouldn't go to a cinema where you couldn't have a drink because yeah. I'd be like oh no let's <laughs> choose the cinema where you can drink <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you know I would instead of driving somewhere because I knew I wouldn't be able to drive back I'd just get the train or I'd get an uber or I'd make this really complicated situation so. yeah. and what was your experience when and I will ask you more about our program but what was your experience with things like in terms of your social life did anything have to change when you took your break and you, or you stopped drinking I I sort of became a bit of a hurt yeah. Um, by choice. Yeah. I, and I, I'm still not particularly a fan of going round to someone's house and just sitting there watching everyone drink. Yes. Um, so that side of things, I guess, has changed. Uh, I just coincidentally after sort of when lockdown came out, then all finished, there was lots of you know, bands and I really love live music and lots of groups that I wanted to see um, started buying, you know, selling tickets around yes. sort of March. And I that was a really good thing. I used to do um, junk online shopping at night and yeah. quite often just buy tickets because it would pop up on Facebook and I'd text, you know, my best mate and go, oh, I just bought us tickets for this and this yeah. and this. Um and coincidentally, 
it was sort of all around September, November this year, which I bought the tickets when I was drinking. And <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to have a big party. But then I'd stopped drinking on the 1st of August. So then I had all these events coming up where I was sort of like, oh, gosh, am I going to do it? Um, yeah. You know, sober or not drinking, alcohol free. And so then I, I did. And probably had a better time in most of the time and some of them I even drove yeah. which I never would have <laughs> so I saved a hundred dollars on Ubers at that's least, right you know uh so and I find that going to music or doing an activity mm. definitely much easier than yeah. just sort of sitting around listening you know to people yeah. getting drunk and stuff so uh, it hasn't really, um, now it's not a thing, yeah. but I think definitely within the first two months, I, w I was a bit of a hermit, yeah. stayed at home. Uh, yeah. But I also now, and once I then sort of started being a bit more social, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm a single mum, I don't have lots of time to go out and be social. Uh, I do take alcohol-free drinks yes. with me. And... My friend and I went to a dance day at the Ivy and they couldn't find me any alcohol free. So I was most upset about that, but I wrote to them and then got a phone call and they apologized greatly for that. So, so cool. it was, yeah, it's been an interesting experience. And, and most places now, my mum and I go to the theater and stuff and most places in Sydney seem to have at least one sort of alcohol-free, not just Coke or, yeah. you know, lemon lime and bitters, but uh, alcohol-free beer. And, yeah, I think that's really, it's good, yeah. you know, it gives yeah. people an, another choice. And as someone who's trying not to drink, um, it makes you feel better drinking a non-alcoholic beer than just a Coke or something. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. I'm the same. Some people don't like them. Some people find them, they make them want to drink. But for me... I, that wasn't my case at all, and I found them so helpful, especially in those early days, especially um, when you're out socialising and you're kind of a little bit self-conscious yes. as well, you know, and you yes. just want something to sort of hold on to. Yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And you have been the most incredible. I mean, you say that you've been in a lot, but you have gone and done a lot of very cool, fun things. Um, and you're quite extraordinary. I remember, in, and we'll talk more about the groups that we have been in together, but Amelia is like one of these people that she'd be like, I'm going to this amazing thing tonight. And then she'll be like, I'm doing this. I'm going to this rave and I'm going to dance for like loads of hours and do this stuff. And we'll all be like, oh, she's really cool. <laughs> she's like the cool girl. <laughs> Well, that's been one of my beliefs because I didn't think I could be cool if I wasn't drinking. So. That's it. That's it. And did you did you find um, generally people within your friendship group were supportive of um, you're not drinking or yes. was it awkward yes. or? Uh, no, oh, my really good friends, 100% yeah. supportive. Yeah. Uh, people that don't know me particularly well or um, that, you know, like at kids' sport and stuff, if I said, oh, I wasn't drinking, then they, it's, you know, I, I would have done the same. Yes. Oh, why are you not drinking? You know. Um, yeah, totally. It's very, it's interesting how people's reaction yeah. to it, if you say you're not drinking. Absolutely. Um, people do make judgments and things like that. But for my real friends, they don't, you know, no. they, they're 100% supportive. Um, Absolutely. And, yeah, they get someone to drive them sometimes mm. as well. So, <laughs> mm. But it has, you know, I've done my whole big thing was, um, I guess, through this period of being alcohol-free, was doing Christmas and then my ho holiday, like annual holidays, we go to Byron Bay and then we go camping with, our, with really, really good friends. And that I thought was going to be really difficult and 
there's lots of drinking in all those situations. Uh, but I found because I'd made the decision I was going to be alcohol free, I was prepared. I had, I took probably more alcohol free drinks than I would have taken wine. Yeah, yeah. And just so that I had lots to drink, because it is definitely for me having something in my definitely. hand and okay. yeah. And I definitely, I mean, a thousand percent had a better time being alcohol free. Yeah. Which really surprised mm. me because I, I had in my head that I'd still be sitting in the corner wishing I yes. was drinking. Um, and I think that's the whole change in my mindset about it has been really, yeah, really, yeah, such a big shift. Yeah. And what were the best things about? Sorry, I froze. That's okay. What were the okay. best things about being alcohol free in that holiday? Um, oh, so many. But uh, just being with my son, mm. a real part of this, like I said at the beginning, is a motivation to be there for my son. He's 11. Yeah. He, you know, he starts high school next year. There's so much going on and I don't want to be hungover. I, I want to, the time that I have with him, I want to be present and be able to, you know, help him through stuff and have clear communication with him. Yeah. Uh, so having that holiday experience with him, not sleeping till 10 and waking up with a hangover or being really disengaged and just throwing him his iPad so he, you know, leaves me alone. Yes. Um, you know, I was up at six walking to the lighthouse, came home, he's still asleep. But then we went to the beach, you know, you just, we had a completely different holiday experience oh. yeah. um, compared to when I was drinking for sure. Yeah. 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 It sounds really amazing. And also I'm a bit jealous of you, your holiday. It sounds really <laughs> Right. We stay at home. I am lucky. <laughs> we should we should all go up to Byron. That would be so much fun. Oh um, yeah, yeah. We should get everyone together. Um. So on the tell us a bit about the alcohol experiment and what your experience was as a participant. What was that like for you? So it was at first. I'm not. I, I'm quite anxious and yes. um, I don't like talking in groups and although I'm doing a podcast. You're amazing! <laughs> I mean, he was quite nervous about doing this and then she kept going, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I was like, oh my goodness, she's so brave and amazing. Um, so I barely said boo for at least the first sort of two weeks on the group calls and things like that. Yeah. Um, but then once you get to know people and you realize, and the first time I sort of spoke in the group, I was like, Oh gosh. Um, but it doesn't matter, you know, um, that sort of stuff, but doing the content every day was, well, it just made me do it. You know, it made me really, um, engage and journal and write things down, yes. uh, and listening to all the other women's experiences, you know, we're, we're all very similar, yeah. you know, we're around the same age. We've, oh, well, we've all got kids, but sort of different aged kids. So yeah, it's, um, I really went through the content. Like I bought Annie Grace's book before, but yes. you know, you read the first few days and then you yes. forget about it or That's life right. gets in the way. And, you know, because the calls were live, I was, you know, racing home or doing, listening in my car. I was yeah. really motivated and I think it just carried on. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and we're, you know, in the lighthouse, we're sort of redoing the 30 days, which is amazing to do it sort of, you know, 200 days again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And looking at it again and every time you do it, different things mm. pop out for you mm. um like my why when I started doing it right at the beginning was probably very different to sort of now what my why is yeah um 
and you learn so much about yourself. And that's that's been a really massive thing for me as well, like learning about my relationship with alcohol and why I have used alcohol since I was, mm. you know, 14, 15 mm. and, you know, that numbing and, you know, everything else, all the other drugs and substances that you put into your body and trying to understand how women in particular and then as mums, why we need to, well, we don't need to, but why we get so caught in that trap of using things to make our lives seem okay and or to escape them or, you know, we we really... um, it's force fed to us, you know, the patriarchy so and all that. So Absolutely. <laughs> marketing and all that. And once I sort of saw there was a real feminism side of it, I was like, oh, this is. I'm in. Yes, I'm in. That was a big motivator for me as well. I'm just like, oh, I just read Holly Whitaker's book and I'm like, okay, I'm in. I oh, this is. <laughs> her book blew my mind. Yes. Me too. Yes. Me too. I think that was one of the ones when I first stopped for my year that I just, I listened to twice on Audible when I walked and I was like, along with Annie's and Holly's, I was like, them both in my ears. Yes, <laughs> yes. Oh, amazing. Yeah. But that's, that's it. You don't, um, you just don't realise it. You know, when you're so caught mm. in the cycle of it mm. that once you sort of step outside of it and actually... Because when you're drinking and you're hungover all the time, you don't have the energy or the time or the space to actually review what's going on in your life. It was when I was doing the 30 days was really eye-opening for myself with the living situation Mm -hmm. I'm in, the, you know, how my life is playing out. Um, And it was a real wake-up call. Yeah. Yeah, and I couldn't, I wouldn't have seen that or I just would have kept going on the way I was going if I was still drinking, yeah. That's it, isn't it? I, I, I find that so much. It's almost like we're drinking to ignore all the stuff that's not um, not working great for us. And that mm. was certainly my experience anyway. Yes. And then yes. you stop drinking and you're like, oh, man, I've got to, I've got to actually <laughs> have a look at this now. Yes. Oh. which is really hard Mm. but then it's not as hard as you think it is yes you're drinking all the time because you by taking away drinking you free up so much mind space Mm. and time and you're not having that particularly when you're at a stage where you you feel like you want to explore not drinking you i used to um i would have you know, okay, I'm not going to drink tonight. And then by about three o'clock, four o'clock, I've sort of like convinced myself, oh, I'll have a drink tonight. And then yeah. you go home and then you drink and then you yeah. do it all again the next day. And you yeah. Just, yeah. Um, whereas once you take all that chatter out of mm. your mind about it, um, you can really look at your life and you, yeah, you just feel so much more free, mm. really. Yeah. 100%. And I, I, I honestly think that for me, that was the best bit, bit was even when I was just taking those little short breaks, I was like, I can feel that my brain has more space. Like I'm not mm. constantly in negotiation with myself about what I'm going to do and when I'm going to do it and how I'm going to do it. And just that freedom. And I remember thinking that the word is freedom for me of not having those thoughts coming all the time and just being able to like you say take stock and then start to be able to create something which is actually what you want yeah because a lot of the time you're sort of in this stuck pattern aren't you when you're drinking you're like, you're like um this is where i am and it's almost like you keep yourself in that spot because you keep drinking so you keep being so nothing changes nothing and it's just, yes yeah yeah um it's so interesting because our experiences sound so similar when you talk, when you talk as well. It's, um, yeah. I, I, and I think that's, it's just also common, you know, in the group that we had, the, we were very lucky that the group that Amelia was in, in the alcohol experiment, um, quite a lot 
of the group came over and moved into Be The Lighthouse, which is my um, membership program, which is a, you know, pay, you pay as you go on a monthly basis. And we, it's really for people who are wanting to not drink either for six months, a year, a bit longer, whatever. Mm. Um, it doesn't, there's not a requirement that you have to be alcohol free because a lot of our, a lot of us in the group there's you know people who are you know we have the odd data point or you know might go through a week or two where we fall off but the main thing is that we're together as a group supporting each other and holding each other in community and letting each other know that we kind of work through that process of being able to have a data point as we call it in mm. our world it could be a slip up it could be just having a drink and not having to get back on that road you're not having to feel like there's something wrong with you you've done something wrong Absolutely. you've done something bad you have to go on yeah you have to go back on that roller coaster again you can't just hop you go oh i, I had one situation we'll look at what happened there and mm. then and then move get back on the bus you know Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and, and what's your tell us amelia what has your experience been of being part of that group, what's been the thing that you've loved about it? Oh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the best. Um, I, I don't have lots of super close female friends um, and it's, you know, or lots of groups of women and things like that. And... I think quite a few of us have sort of said that in the group as well. Yes. But we are just really connected mm. that uh, because well, we use the Marco Polo, mm -hmm. which is incredible sort of app where you can just leave little videos for everyone in the group whenever, you know, some people, if they, they're having a particularly rough time or they've really got the wine witch in their head, um, they can just jump on and say, ah, I can't, you know, get it out. Um, and people, and then sort of people jump on and cheer them on and you can do this. And yeah, or if people have it like a data point, if someone's drunk, then, you know, people are really brave when they get on to do that. I haven't had totally. to do that, um, yet but hopefully not. <laughs> but, you know, people are really brave because then they get on and they say, oh, I, you know, I drunk last night. But then because of the way we're looking at drinking, it's around, you know, working out why someone felt like that or, you know, they had a particularly shitty fight with someone yeah. or, you know, something happened to them at work or could have just been, you know, which is potentially where my triggers come from as well is when I'm home alone by myself yeah. because I don't have my son yeah. or, I, you know, I have a bit of space to myself where I potentially could be a bit naughty and have a drink. Yeah. Um, so it's a really great group of women that are just so supportive of each other mm. and we just can relate Mm. And I guess that's when I did my days in 2019, I felt really alone yeah. and I, I didn't have a community. Yes, I listened to podcasts and things like that, but I never actually really was honest or talked mm. to anyone about what was going on for me or how, you know, drinking made me feel yeah. whereas in our group that's what we're doing yeah. and it's I mean it's just it's an incredible space where you mm. feel so safe and we've all sort of gone through big personal things yes. as well I think in the group lots of you know lots of us are going through some really crazy stuff yeah. and you know a, a lot of us are choosing not to drink through mm. that mm. which is a massive thing whereas yeah. if something big happens in your life when you are drinking that's the first thing you reach for um, yeah so having that emotional support for other women and connecting and 
too or oh that yeah. happened the other day and that's exactly how I, I felt yeah um, so important you know, yeah definitely yeah and um, one last thing in terms of the group what would you say you know when we do our coaching sessions on um mm -hmm. in the evening what if you were going to describe what that's like to somebody what would you how would you describe it as an insider um well it's definitely one of my favorite parts of the week <laughs> um, it's it's just a real free space uh that is supported and facilitated by you em um in just such a kind beautiful way where you're just able to voice whatever's going on for you around sort of your drinking i remember just or in between Christmas and New Year, I sort of said, oh, I'm feeling really anxious and worried about going camping and not drinking. And you really just, you know, supported me and asked me different questions. And we just really explored how, you know, techniques I could use mm. or um, what I could do instead of drinking. And, you know, then... I was like, well, actually, I do want to get up early and I do want to mm. spend more time with the kids. And it just gives you a really safe space to, you know, talk what's going on in your head. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're often in conflict with, you know, wanting to drink and not wanting to drink. And mm. we can get quite stuck in that. So mm. being able to, once you just start verbalising things, things become clearer anyway. And it gets you out of your head more yeah. as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, go on. Yeah, and, and I'm just all the women there are just you know so su supportive, and you know we all hold space for each yeah. other. And you know pe people worry that they're taking up time or not taking up enough time, and it's it's just always it's always just how it is supposed to be, you know, with everything. Um, and we all learn so much from each other. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Definitely. And, and as a group, like, I think that's one of the things for me has been so amazing about starting this group is, is finding a really lovely group of connected, like-minded women with similar values who, um, are willing to kind of go into some of the more, um, nuanced places around why um they're drinking and mm. there's just there's something really lovely about it. i'm so pleased i started it, it was like, oh i was really nervous to do it and then i did it and i'm like actually this has been one of the best things i've ever done Absolutely. <laughs> i love this more than Absolutely. <laughs> I, I mean there's there's no mm. way i would have stuck with this longer mm. period of being alcohol free mm. without mm. the group mm. um they, I well, I mean maybe, but you I feel it feels so much easier. Um, yeah, with a group of women around you, supporting mm. you and cheering you on, yeah. and um, knowing that you know, if you have something really shit happening in your life, <laughs> you can just go, "Oh my gosh, you That's know, it. this just happened." Yeah, um, you know, it's um. It's been a really, a really amazing thing to be a part of. And yes, yeah, we, we're very lucky. <laughs> yeah, and I'm very lucky as well. I think we all, we all lucked out. You know, sometimes these things, the heavens align and we end up with a, with a really nice group of, of people. And um, yeah, it yeah. certainly worked out very well. Thank you so much for saying that, Amelia. Really appreciate it. Oh, not at all. Um, and we were talking because Amelia's um, background and... Um, businesses around kind of being a doula and um, we were talking and hypnobirthing and all this amazing stuff where we've, we've been talking so quite a few of us have some interests in common as well so we can kind of talk about these things and I was saying to Amelia that I'd been listening to um, a Gabo Mate teaching and he was talking about how um, when 
you go into a group program or when you go into kind of coaching or therapy, one of the goals of therapy was midwifing our souls, which is why I thought that was a lovely name for our session together. And yes. I wondered, um, Amelia, if you would be able to talk a little bit about how that kind of bringing, bringing to life your um, potential, how that sits with you in terms of this um, journey that we're all on together. And I'm sure people who are watching and listening are on as well. Yes, well, <clears throat> it's definitely, well, you know, being with women and, but also the, you know, looking after myself and yeah. my own soul and looking at myself, I think when we're mums and, you know, wives and daughters and, we we just put everyone else's needs in front of it, in front of our own, and then we put alcohol, you know, in front of that as well. So I feel like being able to step away from that, I've really connected with myself in such a different way than I have, gosh, you know, since I was little. Yeah, because I'm not numbing out all the time, and I. And, you know, being selfish and trying to look after myself more. Yeah. I am starting to put my own needs first and being loving and caring to myself where I haven't put myself as, as a priority mm. for so long in my life, um, which is really scary to think about. So... I think, you know, being with women and, you know, that midwife and with women, I think we, we start to really appreciate how amazing we are and especially in midlife. I love, you know, the midlife thing is this whole extra layer on yes. top of it, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Uh, so <clears throat> I'm actually, you know, finding my soul again, definitely. Yeah after just blocking it and not listening to myself and not being able to really tune in with actually what I need. And I'm, I'm starting to do that. I think, yeah, definitely still everyone's working on things all the time, oh, but yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, I feel so much happier than what I have in years years and years um yeah which is just yeah it's a great place to be yeah <laughs> surprise. i mean yeah, i love that um explanation as well that listening to yourself that i love it starting to be selfish in the nicest possible way yeah. but starting to put yourself first and then seeing what's going to happen you know taking um being able to trust your intuition and and to say, you know, actually these things are going to change and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be the person to, to do that and I can, you know, that sort of gets exciting. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and I wondered if um, you had one thing to share with the viewers, the watchers and the listeners on the podcast in replay now and in replay on Instagram and you had somebody who was struggling and wanted to take a break, wasn't sure how long for, wasn't sure what they wanted to do. What would you what would your piece of advice be to them? Do you have any any words of wisdom? If if you're thinking about it, then Give it to yourself. Give yourself the gift of breaking the cycle. Mm. And it doesn't, <clears throat> you know, I think um, that was my big thing. And it still is in a little way. Like, is this going to be a permanent thing? Um, I can't say that out loud yet. No, no. But I've done six months, so now I'm going to do 12. So 
give yourself the space you know 30 days to start yeah. with is a really really great goal and you you'll honestly be amazed how different you feel after 30 days um and then you know do 100 days because it's it's a you know it's a journey and you know we fall off and we get back on and we fall off and we get back on and every time we get back on we learn something more and new about ourselves uh, and just really immerse yourself in it there's so much now online yeah. and support and you know join emma's group have a session with emma yeah. oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely you know the community and the support and the women that you get to meet that are doing this um it's it's so important and you're not alone i think that's what i yeah. felt really alone the first time i did it and yeah. it's really hard and it's we have been conditioned to you know drink we're bombarded with it so yeah. we need to sort of break that cycle and be the rebel that's right <laughs> yeah. last one i really want to ask you about this because you're super cool at this and i always because amelia i think did you even try ecstatic dancing before i tried it yeah yes. <laughs> so amelia and i have been going in different cities to yes. Amelia, tell, tell people just a little bit about what that is about. Okay. Amelia's a massive dancer, by the way, so she loves a good boot. I love dancing. <laughs> it's my favourite thing in the world. And it, do you know what? Well, it was my favourite thing when I was drunk and, yeah. you know, off my face. But it's actually still my favourite thing, being sober. I can still dance. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is really good. But... Yes, I went to the ecstatic dance in Sydney and I remember I remember speaking in the group about how nervous I am and oh my gosh, I'm never gonna do it. But I'm you know, I was brave and I did it. And it was so amazing and crazy and I loved it. And I was so high when I came out. I just I, I really should have grounded myself before I got back in the car. Yeah. Because I drove out the car park on the wrong side of the road and everything. But it is it is the best thing. No shoes, no phones, you're in the dark, it's really great music. Mm. You can't talk, so mm. it's fine, you can go by yourself mm. because no one's gonna talk to you anyway. Um and you just sort of, well, if you're like me, I just go in and out and don't talk to anyone. People can hang around afterwards and chat, yeah. but I'm not a chatter. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is, it's amazing. And I think that's, you know, just getting back into your body, I didn't appreciate it. I didn't appreciate how important that was yes. um, until yeah. I stopped drinking. Yeah. So, yeah, being in your body and you can just, yeah, you just... It's a great way to sort of get out of your head. Totally. I absolutely love it too. If I could go every Friday, I'm always really surprised because I always seem to have the energy for it. And I always think, oh my God, I'm so tired. It's been such a long wait. And then it comes to like six o'clock and it's like, shall I go? Shall I? Like, oh, I think I'm going to go. Yes. It's so good. And that's it. And, you know, it's wonderful because everyone just does their own thing yeah. and it's, it's such a great space. You can just do whatever you want. Yeah. Like, you know, if you want to just sit in the back, you can just sit at the back and yeah. lie on the floor. And uh, some, some people are, you know, really going for it. And, oh, yeah, it's just so fun. Yeah. So I highly recommend it. Yes. And I guess that's a thing, you know, doing something, not drinking. Yeah. Um, and it's getting bigger and bigger. The one I go to in Sydney you know, I went maybe four months ago and there was, I don't know, 35 people there. But the last time I went just on last Friday, yeah. they, you know, we need to get a bigger, they need to find a bigger room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I was just saying, there was a queue out the door. I was like, oh my God, when I first started coming here, it's like a little cup of 
cacao and you know we yeah. just kind of all mooched in and it was very chilled and I was like queuing like we're at a proper club or something. Yeah and it, it's great to see you know people are choosing to do stuff without alcohol mm. which you know mm. it's a it, it's such a great thing. Yeah, and, and people just, of all ages as well. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. I was really. laughing because one of Bug's kid, one of Bug's friends was there with their friends, and I was like, we were both trying to pretend we didn't see oh. each other, and they're like, come up and kind of go. And she was, he was like, oh my god, my friend's mum's. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. But it was really sweet, and we all ended up dancing together anyway. It was really lovely. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's, it is. It's, it's just the best. So, highly, yeah. highly recommended. Yeah. Yes. Well, I couldn't have you on without talking about dancing because I know how much you love it. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for oh. being brave and coming on and talking with me. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Not at all. It was it was really fun. It was it was fun. <laughs> thank you so 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 much. Have a beautiful no, evening. Yes, you too, and two M. Congratulations! Thanks so much. Thanks on your two hundred days. Bye, lovely. Bye. And the other thing I wanted to let you know of is my signature program, my great Aussie alcohol experiment, is making its first appearance for the year. We're starting on the 4th of March this year. I love this program. The reason that I run, I run this program quite differently to how other coaches run alcohol programs. It's a 30-day program. It's called the Great Aussie Alcohol Experiment because it is an experiment. It is for people wherever you are on your journey with alcohol. It is not about abstinence, although you are encouraged to take 30-day break. It's actually about awareness. It's about learning about yourself. It's about learning about your relationship with alcohol so that you can make an informed decision, hopefully having had 30 days off, but if not, having learned a hell of a lot of stuff about where you want your relationship with alcohol to be, given all the stuff that you've learned. And what you will learn during it is the things that I have learned to have and take a leg of it relationship with alcohol. To, so that alcohol is a non-issue because what we will do in the sessions along with the content, so you get 30 days of content from me, which is the videos, my interpretation of this Naked Minds, the alcohol experiment, but done with a midlife Aussie um, Emma version. And then on top of that, you get daily, so 30 days worth, and this is worth so much, small group coaching on zoom every single day you don't have to go every day but i recommend if you can it's a wonderful thing to do it's a really great way to cement what you're learning <clears throat> and you come on and we will literally go through every single belief that you have about alcohol like it's a reward it's a um it relaxes you it helps you sleep it makes you fun da, 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 da. and we will turn them around to show you that the opposite of everything that you believe about alcohol is actually the truth and will convince your brain that that is the case too because your brain cannot hold two competing pieces of information to be the truth and so you will leave the alcohol experiment you will have learned how 